0: Exodus 37 through 40. Bezalel made the chest using acacia wood. He made it three and three quarters feet long and two and a quarter feet wide and deep. He covered it inside now with a veneer of pure gold and made a molding of gold all around it. He cast four gold rings and attached them to its four feet. Two rings on one side and two rings on the other. He made poles from acacia wood, covered them with a veneer of gold, and inserted the poles for carrying the chest into the rings on the sides. Next he made a lid of pure gold for the chest, an atonement cover, three and three quarters feet long and two and a quarter feet wide. He sculpted two winged angel cherubim out of hammered gold for the ends of the atonement cover, one angel at one end, one angel at the other. He made them of one piece with the atonement cover. The angels had outstretched wings and appeared to hover over the atonement cover, facing one another but looking down on the cover. He made the table from acacia wood. He made it three feet long, one and a half feet wide, and two and a quarter feet high. He covered it with a veneer of pure gold and made a molding of gold all around it. He made a border, a hand breadth wide all around it, and a rim of gold for the border. He cast four rings of gold for it and attached the rings to the four legs parallel to the tabletop. They will serve as holders for the poles used to carry the table. He made the poles of acacia wood and covered them with a veneer of gold they will be used to carry the table. Out of the pure gold, he made the utensils for the table, its plates, bowls, jars, and jugs used for pouring. He made a lamb stand of pure hammered gold, making its stem and branches, cups, calxes, and petals of one piece. It had six branches, three from one side and three from the other, three cups shaped like almond blossoms, and petals on one branch, three on the next, and so on, the same for all six branches. On the main stem of the lampstead, there were four cups shaped like almonds, extending from under each of the six branches. The entire lampstand with all of its stems were fashioned from one piece of hammered pure gold. He made seven of these lamps with their candle snuffers all out of pure gold. He used a 75-pound brick of pure gold to make the lampstand and its accessories. He made an altar for burning incense from acacia wood. He made it four and a half square and three feet high, with its horns of one piece with it. He covered it with a veneer of pure gold, its tops, sides, and horns, and made a gold molding around it with two rings of gold beneath the molding. He placed the rings on the two opposing sides to serve as holders for poles by which it would be carried. He also made the poles of acacia wood and covered them with a veneer of gold. He prepared with the art of a perfumer the holy anointing oil and the pure aromatic incense. He made the altar of whole burnt offering from acacia wood. He made it seven and a half feet high and four and a half feet high. He made horns at each of the four corners. The horns were made of one piece with the altar and covered with a veneer of bronze. He made the bronze utensils for the altar, the buckets for removing the ashes, shovels, basins, forks, and fire pans. He made a grate of bronze mesh under the ledge halfway up the altar. He cast four rings at each of the four corners of the bronze grating to hold the poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and covered them with a veneer of bronze. He inserted the poles through the rings on the two sides of the altar for carrying it. The altar was made out of boards. It was hollow. He made the bronze wash basin and its bronze stand from the mirrors of the women's work group who were assigned to serve at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And he made the courtyard. On the south side were the hangings for the courtyard, woven from fine twisted linen, were 150 feet long with their 20 posts and 20 bronze bases and fastening hooks and bands of silver. The north side was exactly the same. The west end of the courtyard had 75 feet of hangings with 10 posts and bases and fastening hooks and bands of silver. Across the 75 feet at the end, or east end, were 22 and a half feet of hangings with their three poles and bases on one side and the same for the other side. All the hangings around the courtyard were of fine twisted linen. The bases for the posts were bronze, and the fastening hooks and bands on the posts were of silver. The posts of the courtyard were both capped and banded with silver. The screen at the door of the courtyard was embroidered in blue, purple, and scarlet fabric with fine twisted linen. It was 30 feet long and seven and a half feet high, matching the hangings of the courtyard. There were four posts with bases of bronze and fastening hooks of silver. They were capped and banded in silver. All the pegs of the dwelling in the courtyard were made of bronze. This is the inventory of the dwelling that housed the testimony drawn up by order of Moses for the work of the Levites, under Ithamar, son of Aaron the priest. Bezalel, the son of Uri, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made everything that God had commanded Moses. Working with Bezalel was Ohaliab, the son of Ashomech, from the tribe of Dan an artisan, designer, and embroiderer in blue, purple, and scarlet fabrics, and fine linen. Gold. The total amount of gold used in construction of the sanctuary, all of it contributed freely, weighed out at 1,900 pounds, according to the sanctuary standard. Silver. The silver from those in the community who were registered in the census came to 6,437 pounds, according to the sanctuary standard. That amounted to a beka, or half shekel, for every registered person aged 20 and over, a total of 603,550 men. They used the three and one quarter tons of silver to cast the bases for the sanctuary and for the hangings, 100 bases at 64 pounds each. They used the remaining 45 pounds to make the connecting hooks on the posts and the caps and bands for the posts. Bronze. The bronze that was brought in weighed 4,522 pounds. It was used to make the door at the tent of the meeting, the bronze altar with its bronze grating, all the utensils of the altar, the bases around the courtyard, the bases for the gate of the courtyard, and all the pegs for the dwelling in the courtyard. Vestments. Using their blue, purple, and scarlet fabrics, they made the woven vestments for ministering in the sanctuary. Also, they made the sacred vestments for Aaron, as God had commanded Moses. Ephod. They made the ephod using gold and blue, purple and scarlet fabrics and finely twisted linen. They hammered out gold leaf and sliced it into threads that were then worked into designs in the blue, purple and scarlet fabric and fine linen. They made shoulder pieces fastened at the two ends. They decorated band was made of the same material, gold, blue, purple and scarlet material and a fine twisted linen. And of one piece with it, just as God had commanded Moses, they mounted the onyx stones in a setting of filigreed gold and engraved the names of the sons of Israel on them. Then fastened them on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as memorial stones for the Israelites, just as God had commanded Moses. Breastpiece. They made a breastpiece designed like the ephod from gold, blue, purple, and scarlet material and fine twisted linen. Doubled, the breastpiece was nine inches square. They mounted four rows of precious gemstones on it. The stones were mounted in a gold filigree. The twelve stones corresponded to the names of the sons of Israel, twelve names engraved as a, on a seal, one for each of the twelve tribes. They made braided chains of pure gold for the breastpiece like cords. They made two settings of gold filigree and two rings of gold, put the two rings at the two ends of the breastpiece and fastened the two ends of the cords to the two rings at the end of the breastpiece. Then they fastened the cords. the settings of filigree attaching them to the shoulder pieces of the ephod in front Then they made two rings of gold and fastened them to the two ends of the breast piece on its inside edge facing the ephod they made two more rings of gold and fastened them in the front of the ephod to the lower part of the two shoulder pieces near the seam above the decorated band of the ephod the breast piece was fastened by running a cord of blue through its rings to the rings of the ephod so that it rested secure on the decorated band of the ephod and wouldn't come loose just as god had commanded moses robe they made the robe for the ephod entirely of blue the opening of the robe at the center was like a collar the edge hemmed so that it wouldn't tear on the edge of the robe they made pomegranates of blue purple and scarlet material and fine twisted linen they also made bells of pure gold and alternated the bells and pomegranates all around the hem of the robe that was worn for ministering just as god had commanded moses They also made the tunics of the fine linen, the work of a weaver for Aaron and his son, the turban of fine linen, the linen hats, the linen underwear made of fine twisted linen, and sashes of fine twisted linen, purple, blue, and scarlet material, and embroidered just as God had administered to Moses. They made the plate the sacred crown of pure gold and engraved on it a seal holy to God. They attached a blue cord to it and fastened it to the turban just as God had commanded Moses. That completed the work of the dwelling, the tent of meeting. The people of Israel did what God had commanded Moses, they did it all. They presented the dwelling to Moses, the tent, and all its furnishings. The Israelites completed all the work just as God had commanded Moses. Moses saw that they had done all the work and done it exactly as God had commanded and Moses blessed them. God spoke to Moses, on the first day of the first month set up the dwelling, the tent of meeting, place the chest of the testimony in it, and screen the chest with the curtain. Bring in the table and set it, arranging its lampstands and lamps. Place the gold altar of incense before the chest of the testimony and hang the curtain at the door of the dwelling. Place the altar of whole burnt offering at the door of the dwelling, the tent of meeting. Place the wash basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and fill it with water. Set up the courtyard on all sides and hang the curtain at the entrance to the courtyard. Then take the anointing oil and anoint the dwelling and everything in it. Consecrate it and all its furnishings so that it becomes holy. Anoint the altar of Holborn Offering and all its utensils, consecrating the altar so that it is completely holy. Anoint the wash basin and the base. Consecrate it. Finally, bring Aaron and his sons to the entrance of the tent of meeting and wash them with water. Dress Aaron in the sacred vestments. Anoint him. Consecrate him to serve me as priest. Bring his sons and put tunics on them. Anoint them, just as you anointed their father to serve me as priest. Their anointing will bring them into a perpetual priesthood, down through the generations. Moses did everything God commanded. He did it all. On the first day of the month in the second year, the dwelling was set up. Moses set it up. He laid its bases, erected the frames, placed the crossbars, set the posts, spread the tent over the dwelling, and put the covering over the tent, just as God had said. He placed the testimony in the chest, inserted the poles for carrying it, and placed the lid, the atonement cover, on it he brought the chest into the dwelling and set up the curtain, screening off the chest of the testimony, just as God had commanded. He placed the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the dwelling outside the curtain and arranged the bread there before God, just as God had commanded him. He placed the lampstand in the tent of meeting opposite the table on the south side of the dwelling and set up the lamps before God, just as God had commanded him. Moses placed the gold altar in the tent of meeting in front of the curtain and burnt fragrant incense on it just as God had commanded him. He placed the screen at the entrance of the dwelling. He set the altar of whole burnt offering at the door of the dwelling, the tent of meeting, and offered up the whole burnt offerings and the grain offerings, just as God had commanded. He placed the wash basin between the tent of meeting and the altar and filled it with water for washing. Moses and Aaron and his sons washed their hands and feet there. When they entered the tent of meeting and when they served at the altar, they washed, just as God had commanded. Finally, he erected the courtyard all around the dwelling and the altar, and put up the screen for the courtyard entrance. Moses finished the work. The cloud covered the tent of meeting and the glory of God filled the dwelling. Moses couldn't enter the tent of meeting because the cloud was upon it and the glory of God filled the dwelling. Whenever the cloud lifted from the dwelling, the people of Israel set out on their travels, but if the cloud did not lift, they wouldn't set out until it did. The cloud of God was over the dwelling during the day and the fire was in it at night, visible to all the Israelites in all their travels. So as we finish up Exodus, we see that Moses and the people um, truly did decide to do everything God asked them to do and followed it and picked their skilled craftsmen to make sure that everything was done perfectly. And I like at the end how it says that um, when God was in the dwelling and the cloud covered it, the people knew that they were to stay where they were. And then when it lifted, they could move forward. It just shows that they have learned some sort of obedience Um, now to follow God and to obey exactly what he says down to the letter.